Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Saving starts with internet and wireless from Xfinity. Because when you get Xfinity Internet and add mobile, you can save up to $400 a year on wireless. Enjoy fast, reliable internet at home and nationwide 5G on the go, included at no extra cost. Get Xfinity Internet and mobile together and ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back. Don't miss out. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Savings based on optimized pricing. Actual savings may vary. Well, we talked to one of my favorites, Gary Loris from the Jayhawks, and uh, we got the news coming up as well, and Gary's going to play us a song as well. First, let's say about LifeLock tax season. Scary enough, now the IRS is warning about ghost tax preparers who don't sign as the paid preparer and could be a red flag. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives Every day we put our info at risk on the internet. In an instant, cyber criminals could harm your finances and your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they will send you an alert and you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist. It's LifeLock, right, Dawson? No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com, promo code ADAM. That's LifeLock.com, promo code ADAM for 25% off. Miles of empty skies and never winding streets so incomplete and known. When I close my eyes, I always see your face. I hear your voice. I'm almost home. Gary Loris is uh, with us. You know him from the Jayhawks and from me and from a lot of other people. Jump for Joy is the solo album. We're going to hear something from uh, today. It's uh, available June 4th, wherever you listen to music, but you can pre-order it now. Good to see you, Gary. Hey, Adam. Nice to see you again. I, the last time I was there, I was in your <laughs> place with all your hot cars. Yeah. Mike, I believe, gave Gary some wrong information. Oh, you don't say? Told him to show up on a day he wasn't supposed <laughs> to show up. But that day was a Sunday, I think, and Gary showed up, and the show was over, but I said, why don't you have some beers with us at the shop, Nice, and we'll watch some football. It was, we did. It was, a, it was a good day. It was. Um, I'm uh, a fan of yours and a fan of the Jayhawks, and I constantly force everyone I know to listen to the Jayhawks, and uh, my conversion rate is 100%. I get everyone into the, into the Jayhawks. Well, I think to know us is to love us, you know. It's just people don't know us, you know. But, um, you know, we've been around a long time. So, you know, thanks thanks for uh, pushing us a little bit. Did you guys form, I'm reading here, in 85? Yeah. In the 80s, man. Yeah, in 85, we started up in Minneapolis and um, got signed to a major label in 91, Dirk Rubin's then called Deaf American Records, and uh, that was when it kind of could quit our day jobs and, and kind of really go for it. Was the Jayhawks' music is 
so good, but it doesn't really have a category per se, or at least it doesn't fall like strong into rock or rap or whatever. It has, it's sort of, sort of, um, I don't know, maybe transcends it, but did, was that something, did you just say, we're going to play music we want to play that sounds good to us? Or did you have thoughts about like a category for a band? No, we definitely didn't. I don't know. I grew up listening to all English music. I was total Anglophile and, you know, Zeppelin and the Beatles and the Who and the Kinks and, and all that stuff. And then into the punk rock, English punk rock and and mm. art rock and stuff like that. And it was only later in life I kind of discovered some kind of rootsy American influences. And so I just kind of mixed in with the British stuff. And uh, I don't know, we couldn't help ourselves. We just kind of do what we do. And, you know, some of the best music falls between the, in the seams, you know, between categories. Um, you have a song you're going to do for us off the new album? I do. Uh, what's the name of the song? I don't have it's it. It's called here. Follow, and it's just a straight-on love song. Now who does it feature? <laughs> who does it feature? No, this is well, a DJ Khaled. It's a DJ Khaled <laughs> reference. You're, oh, is it? Okay. You okay. wrote it. Well, you're singing it. You're playing the guitar. It's all you. Well, now it really features my wife, Steph. Okay, uh, oh, go. very good. And here, Steph. She's uh, kind of, it's become her song. <laughs> Oh, hi, Sam. She's, a, she's hi. a fan, so she says hi. She asked if I'm she. A big Adam Carolla fan. Oh, you guys she, she are. Really care about me that much, but uh, are you guys recently married? Yes. Yes. As of last October. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Wait, Steph, are you going to sing? <laughs> Has everyone been drinking? If so, yes. <laughs> and then why are Not, you? Why would no. you be a fan of mine? I feel you're you're out of my demo. How do you demographic? Really? Well, I've been listening to Howard Stern for mm, oh, 25 years. Probably heard so. me on Stern all those times. That's where it happened. That's where the love began. Adam. Oh, wow. Nice. Is it like somebody saying to me, I like you because I heard about you through Wilco? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the same thing? Kind of. You, I hope you take a little bit. Follow but the blockchain. In a, but in a weird way, a, a, a higher praise because now they're. On to you. You got to get Howard That's onto true. the Jayhawks and Gary Lores. That's your next one. That's her mission. He would love the Jayhawks. I think he would. He's a sappy guy. He likes the love song. I'm kind of sappy. Yeah, I have like, I, I always thought our music was for like smart, sensitive, kind of for mm-hmm. sensitive people. People would come to our shows and the guy would come up after the show. He looked like he was going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and then he'd just start kind of crying. and go, I love your music. Well, the, the, the lyrics are... A little self-deprecating, kind oh, yeah. of, kind of smart, interesting. Like there's a lot in the lyrics, but it's not kind of in your face. It's much more subtle. You have to kind of unpack it a little bit. Yeah, but the problem with the Jayhawks music is they don't tell you where to get peaches, and they don't tell you where to get weed. It's a Justin Bieber reference. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> I love the Beebs. That's the Beebs, a new song. Man. I know. I got, I got to work with the Beebs, but yeah. Well, thank you. I don't know. It's. Uh... You can't pick your audience, but uh, I think ours are usually pretty. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people wear glasses. Seem to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as diverse as I'd like it to be, but I, I, I appreciate anybody who listens, and I especially appreciate your support over the years, Adam. 
Well, I'm a I'm a massive fan of quality, and I know everyone says this about everything they like, but some people talk about Taco Bell that way. You know, <laughs> I I like. I guess in my heart, I'm kind of a craftsman, and I like any craft. I, I, I like the execution of a craft, and the reason I don't like a lot of new music with a lot of computers and dubbing and overlays is if it doesn't feel like that craft, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the Jayhawks always felt to me like they had a lot of craft in their music, and maybe... You'd listen, I'd grow up listening to guys like James Taylor or something like that. And I could just feel like sort of the craft in, in what he was doing. And the Jayhawks always felt like there was a lot of craft in what they were doing. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that. I was going to make some de- self-deprecating remark, but I, I'm just holding take it. Yeah. I'm just going to take that compliment and run with it, you know. So anyway, the song, you know, it it, it really it started. I wrote it kind of like, well, my niece and nephew and and her husband were uh, niece and her husband were getting married, and I wrote them a song for their wedding instead of getting them some, uh, you know, another toaster, in China, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of all I changed the lyrics. I met stuff, and um, so we're we're kind of carrying the whole. John and Yoko torch, you know, like over the top. We don't care if we make people sick <laughs> to their stomachs by watching how lovey dovey we are. So we have, we've been making our videos here, um, and this one that we made for Fowler, which I think comes out tomorrow. I think it's on the Rolling Stone featured there. Um, is just like an old fashioned kind of John and Yoko home movie kind of thing. So okay. we're embracing it. If people get sick. It's on them. It's on there, right? <laughs> we do it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. Hold on. I gotta put on the. I got a second blow here. Oh. Okay. You gotta put your harmonica on. I got a. Uh, speaking of harmonica, now we're gonna change gears. I got a super long text from John Popper today about uh, a cannon or a gun. I gotta go oh look God. look it up. He cannon or a gun he likes guns and cannons i know he does i know <laughs> our guitar tech uh used to work for him so yeah. i heard the whole story about him and the and he likes he likes his snacks too he likes so snacks he, doesn't. he likes snacks and guns snacks and guns and uh shot a squirrel inside of his own home last time uh, last time i talked to him did he fry it up and no i don't think i think he's more of a pringles guy than he is a squirrel's guy <laughs> Well, I have a question. Do you play an instrument? No, and I I feel like I appreciate people. I appreciate people that play instruments and speak languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who can do anything I can do, I have zero appreciation. Yeah. All I do yeah. is walk around all day and true. go, that guy's not funny. <laughs> but I go, that guy can play a harmonica. I know, it's a big deal. Well, I'm no John Popper, I'll tell you that. I, I, I just kind of second blow, but... Um, and do your kids play instruments? Did you get them? No, they're way too undisciplined to do anything. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. My mom just said I'd be more popular. And here I am. <laughs> okay, so here it's called Follow. Picture me by your side that's where I long to stay. Chestnut turns to gray. If you will follow me, 
Oh, fantastic, Gary. That just made the wedding playlist. The, uh, <laughs> that is going to be on. We have a song called All the Right Reasons, which is usually the choice of weddings, but. Uh, that's a beautiful like song. This one's going to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Find all the right reasons. I, I love that song. I'm curious. See, the thing that's interesting about uh, Gary and, and the Jayhawks and Gary solo as well is most bands, they kind of have a here the three songs you should like, mm-hmm. and then here's the kind of mail it in songs. Take like, the good with the bundle them. Yeah, I mean, it's like when I, back in the day when you'd buy an album, you'd buy an album because you heard the hit right. on the radio, and you'd, you'd hear it, like even a band like The Police or something, had a couple of songs yeah. that you liked, but there was a couple of filler songs right. like in there that clearly were just there right. to kind of fill it out. Fill out them. Yeah, um, filler. The, the, yeah, I know we never really had a lot of filler. Usually the, we have a little too much material. I think sometimes we have to wait to put out records because unlike like the big, the big, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but the big artists, you know, like our label was always like, well, wait, wait, when not everybody's releasing a record. And so we kind of had, we had a lot of songs. You know, a lot of, we always have a lot of songs. But here, so here's then the, the question. So I don't know why I brought up, the police but there are other bands and you go well here are the songs and these other songs are kind of weird throwaway funky something songs um and then the radio would kind of tell you here are the songs you're supposed to like from this band that band and the other um i find myself listening to the jayhawks and i just like all the songs but then i find myself going well, wait a minute. What songs are your songs? Because I I don't know if there are songs. I, I've had my songs, and and what are your what are your favorites? So Max Pound, I got to pull up all the the Jayhawk songs and and Gary Lair's songs, and I got to I got to figure this out because I don't know if we are simpatico on the songs I like the on best you. versus the songs you like the best. I mean, we could you talk about me and you, or you yeah, you? me and you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm, well, I'm. Well, this could be a whole other show. But, this is you know. a this is a whole other show. But and also a thing about the Jayhawks is uh, I will find myself not paying attention to certain songs for a long period of time and then falling in mm-hmm. love with that song, which mm-hmm. is a a good sign, I think. I think I, I would think so. I mean, our stuff kind of. Um it seeps in there, and I, I, it's certainly never been fashionable or trendy. And I think our longevity is somewhat due to the fact that we never were attached to any particular movement or genre, or, or you know, kind of we're not really an '80s band. We're not really a '90s band. Um, I have friends. I know a lot of people who had those hits, you know, and we, and they don't have the longevity we have because they had the. The songs that were on the radio when everybody listened to them in the office or something, and then uh, then people moved on to the next hit, you know, and we just never really, we never had that because we never really had a hit. <laughs> a blessing and a curse. Um, and so what's yeah. what's the status now? Are you are you touring? Are you getting back to touring? What's uh, are you doing? Producing? Like what is what is a day in the life for for you, Gary? For, for Gary Loris, well, I get up, I uh, 
<laughs> we, uh, we sit around and have our coffee and you know, read the paper. And I try to get into the studio um, uh, here in the house until uh, I can get into another studio. But, you know, uh, I do streaming show, uh, Patreon. Here's my plug. Patreon.com slash Gary Loris. Uh, I have been doing some on Facebook, mostly, though, on Patreon.com where I do, like, I, I'll have to connect you up, Adam, because oh, you'd like it. There's a lot of old, you know, I have uh, stories about the old days, old footage, fo- um, old photos, um, songs that I never released, songs, alternate takes, and, and I performed some concerts. So I do that. Uh, right now I'm working on... A kids record because um, I think I'm kind of built for that way and it's really nice to write something where you just like just nice simple song it's kind of like the Beatles did that way they had that kind of um, mm. almost the, the simple that simple kind of white album period um, but I'm uh, doing that and uh, the Jayhawks are going to start playing I'm going to start playing some solo shows when I can, but the Jacks are going to Spain in July. Spain has always been very good to us. So we're, that's the first real thing we're doing, I think. Uh, uh, so July, August, things opening up, I believe. And the last time we played, Adam, was in March. We played Brooklyn, 6th and 7th of March, and Northampton, Massachusetts on the 8th, and that was it. That was it. That was just when everything was kind of happening, and people started bumping elbows and stuff. That was the last time we played. We've done a couple streaming shows as a band. but This is the longest you've ever been without uh, getting up on stage? I think so, yeah. Why Mm -hmm. Spain? Uh, I always say, why not? I mean, I tell (laughs) you, Jayhawks were always um, seem to be popular in kind of the more, you know, depressed countries you know, like, you know it's like Melancholy. people are partying don't really listen to the jayhawks hey let's have a dance party with the jayhawks they don't do that no we were always popular in things like scandinavia you know netherlands Bleak. which i love all these countries don't get me wrong uh united kingdom you know like kind of colder um, moody like moody maybe there's you know some months where the sun doesn't come mm-hmm. out or you know, that's where they like us, you know, and, and I think, uh, but for some reason, Spain just hit with us. We were sponsored by this magazine in 2000 called Mondo Sonora, this magazine in Spain, who had, we had some fans there and they brought us over and we played all these free concerts, had all the support and they, they're very loyal over there. So I actually bought a house there and lived there off and on for a while, but ended up having to sell. But it's a great country, and, and we love going there. Are you doing much writing for other artists and producing and that, that kind of stuff? No. I wish, you know, but I, um, it's just never really, uh, since the Dixie Chicks and things, you know, I thought, okay, here I'm on my way. I'm, uh, people are going to be calling me. And it just never really took off. You know, I still write when I can with people, but, of course, it's harder now. It's much better when you're in the same room together. But I hope to do more of that. I mean, I what was the like what was the Dixie pretty... Chicks collaboration? What was it like? You mean, or well, what, what was it? it? I don't. Well, I don't was that, um, it was taking the long way. That record, um, the one you know, the Backlash record when they uh, they they so they I wrote like five, I co-wrote about five songs off that record. I, th- I think you even, didn't you request Everybody Knows? That's one that uh, 
I wrote with the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks. You know, oh, so. really? Yeah. I I don't yeah. know why I didn't. Well, let's hear a little. Everyone, everybody knows if we can, I mean, I can find that one. It's one. it's one of my. It's definitely one of my favorite. I don't know. Should I call it a Jayhawk song or the Dixie Chick song? Gary Lewis song? It's a Jay Chick song. I don't know. It's a, I wrote it with the three of them, you know. Oh, it's interesting. Because it's, it's one of my favorites. No, this is the Jayhawks version. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the Jayhawks no, version. Tell yeah. <laughs> me I find this song to be sad. What my son said, no, he didn't I, I think it was sad. <laughs> I was asked to write a song for Nickelodeon, you know, like, and I thought, oh, this would be kind of fun. And they didn't go with it. That's kind of the story of my life. <laughs> these uh, song, not of my life, but writing for a movie or things like that. Anyway, I don't want to be a sad sack, but there I was like, mm, it's too sad sounding. <laughs> Oh, I, I think my song. voice just sounds sad. Maybe that's what I'm it not is. That's sad, right, honey? No, right. I'm happy. Hold on, Gary. We're gonna turn it up a little because I like Everybody this song. this song. a sad song or not i was arguing with someone about it is it a sad song yeah i think so yeah good i was, was right good. and rick rubin produced that one for the yes, dixie chicks version he did hmm. and i'm not sure if that's how we got i got involved or was it uh they being fans i never really never really got that for sure but of course we know rick from because rick was we were on his label for a long time yeah. Have you met Rick before? I don't. Maybe at a Jimmy Kimmel party. Or maybe mm. maybe I met a Dixie chick. I mean, I had Natalie Maines ask me to take her to the Grammys a million years ago. So I, I have some Dixie chick <laughs> connections. <laughs> it's a crazy story. How did that happen? Um, uh, I, uh, she was a fan of mine, I, I guess. Oh, like your wife. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think she was in my demo either, but uh, she, I guess she loved, uh, she loved Loveline on MTV. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it was and decided I should escort her to the Grammys <laughs> when they, their first Grammys, I think where they won like best new, new whatever. Artist, yeah. 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 It was a, it's an interesting period. <laughs> in yeah. My life. yeah. I haven't talked to them in a while. They owe me a call. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'm open to write with people, anybody, you know, but uh, I haven't done a lot of it lately. Can we hear a little of the, I mean, I'm talking to my guys. Can we hear a little of the Dixie 
Chick's version of that song. I can I can hear him in my head playing doing it. I just never I never heard them do it. And while they're pulling that up, it's so I think it it it's it bears repeating to say about your voice that there's such an intimacy to it. When and there's you know we're, we listen to all this music that's so overproduced and it sounds like they're screaming to the rafters and just the intimacy makes you feel so active and involved while you're singing. Thank you. I'm better. I have a quiet voice, you know, so it works better. She speaking of voices, and Natalie comes through. She opens her mouth and is wow. Yeah. Effortless, really effortless. Hitch my wagon to that team a long, <laughs> long time ago. She's an earner yeah. too. You know. You haven't heard this version before. No. I like your version better, but I'm used to it, so you never know. Yes. I think I'd go a little. Great song. This is beautiful too. I like this. It's great. I might not realize it. Like I'm the guy singing on background on one headlight. You know that song? Oh yeah. really? And that song, Mr. Jones by of John Rose. Shalala. I was all over the place in the '90s for <laughs> session work. You're singing uh, behind the what? Wallflowers. Wallflowers and Counting Crows and people like that. Oh, that's so good. All right. Well, we get uh, we get the Dixie version of this. Yeah. Um. So are are you in uh, are you in Canada right now? I am. Is that where you live? For now, yeah. My I married a Canadian, right, Steph? And <laughs> Steph and I are here until we figure out what's going on. <laughs> mm. I want to buy a house, but it's kind of crazy right hockey. now. Well, yeah. the, the the Canadian thing explains a lot because if there's ever a hot blonde that's into me, she's mm-hmm. never from the United States. <laughs> always... Not a local gal. No, yeah, uh, the, I came I came running to Canada when I met her. There's, there's uh-huh. been yeah, there's been two and a half or three oh two and a half <laughs> like blondes that are good looking right. that have liked Want me throughout man, my yeah. life and uh I, I don't mean physically but obviously we'll cross that bridge when i come out but <laughs> <laughs> but uh they're canadian yeah because they're, they're, they're a better sense of humor they're not from florida no that would no. never that would never work they wouldn't know what to do with you yeah they grew up on sctv so they get you yeah believe me there's a lot of uh John Candy comes up a lot in this house. That's so. <laughs> oh, a bad comp. <laughs> is there something? Um, is there something about a hot chick from Canada? See, yes. in, in this, oh, yeah. No, here, let me finish. And here we put a lot of stock in what a woman looks like, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure it's that way around the world. But I'm just saying, here it's at the cost of many other things. Yes. I feel like in Canada, you still have to have a little bit of a game, like a well-rounded game. Interesting. Well, I've got game. You got to be able to <laughs> yeah. dribble, dribble with your left. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like they don't put it all the focus on your physicality and or is, your aesthetic. It's part of the, I hate to profile, but it's part of the game being really, really nice. Because being a lot cool. of American hot chicks, not yeah. not known for their Again, nice, Again, if you're from way. Miami and you're hot, yeah. you, you don't Good have luck. to be nice at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, you know, it's a hot Canadian chick who liked me. Possibly uh, the hottest. Who? Other than uh, Steph. Pam Anderson. 
No. Uh, I think she's from Canada. Natasha Henstridge. Oh, ooh, ooh, la la. Is she, she Canadian, Canadian, Steph? Yes, she yeah. is. And she was on a little show called um, Russian Kind of Spy. What was it called? Yeah. Well, she um, was a species, for God's sake. She was a species. Made me a man. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> liked me. Wow. And I was like, she cannot be from this country. <laughs> Not, no, you can't Sums look up. like that. Wow. She's hot. She's from uh, She's from Newfoundland? Oh, mm. my God. The Rock. Yeah, yeah. The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is a bit of all right. Oh, yeah. Species. Yeah. Oh, man. Peak. peak that, anyway. that is awesome. <laughs> so, Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so renting in uh, Canada and getting ready to head back out, I guess. Uh, you said Summer summer and uh head out let me yeah. give you a let me give you a plug uh gary the uh alma's uh, jump for joy it's available june 4th wherever you listen to music and you can pre-order it now and uh shoot him a tweet at gary loris uh music and then the patreon is patreon.com slash gary and i'll spell it out l-o-u-r-i-s uh gary steph always always great connecting Great to see you. I want to say we're also huge Paul Paul Newman fans. A lot of it's through the uh, old time hockey. It's uh, slap shot. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is such a funny movie. Uh, did you watch my doc on Paul Newman? If not, no. It's on. What, what is, is it, it on? on? It's not on. It's Amazon Prime. Maybe I don't think it's on Netflix. But uh, if you're a big Paul Newman fan, I got a doc for you. And what's I th- it called? Just called. It's called Winning the Racing Life of Paul Newman, and it's just about his car racing career. So um, I, would I think my... you'll uh, find it interesting. I'm, I'm, the new, I'm her Paul Newman, and I always take that as the nicest. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's uh, streaming on Prime Video. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can watch it. Streaming on Prime Video. Uh, watch it and enjoy it. I feel like uh, you brought so much joy to my life. I should return the favor in just a 95-minute dose. Uh, thanks, Gary. Thank Appreciate you, it, brother. See you, Steph. Right. Bye. Yeah. Nice guy. He yeah. could not be. Yeah, circling back to Natasha. <laughs> oh my Sorry, there's more that to say. Was, well, that was, well, we brought up Can Ray Break It. At some point, Ray got that out of her, and oh. I don't know. I don't know where. As in, can he break Natasha Henstridge? And yes, break that's <laughs> She'll funny. break under pressure. That's funny. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I would have dated that guy. Like, I like that guy. Like, oh, a, if only you could tell a ago. young teenage oh, Adam Carolla. How about Bald Brian? <laughs> Let him snip yeah. my fingers. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, her uh, her in. Uh, in species, you don't. It doesn't get much better looking than than that. The peak of the species of our species, Natasha <laughs> Henstridge in the movie Species. Absolutely. All right, we got the uh, news. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and do the news right after this. Give me the news with Grad. News with Gino Grad. Breaking viral. Weird crime protest politics. Give me news with Gina Grass, the face on TMC, Joe Biden, Kamala, meet news with Gina, Gina Grad. The news with Gina Grad. Some more 
Derek Chauvin news and be curious to see where this goes. Derek Chauvin's attorney filed a motion for a new trial for the ex-Minneapolis cop who was found guilty last month of murdering George Floyd. Lawyer Eric Nelson is claiming juror misconduct and that the court abused its discretion by not agreeing to the defense's desire for a different venue and sequestering the jury. Um, And also, I don't know if you saw, one of the jurors was at a march recently and had a shirt that said something about, like, get off our necks or stepping on our necks or something. So Yeah, I talked to Mark about this in our Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, our little mini episode Mm -hmm. yesterday, day before. Um, So his guys, so Mark's guys... Everyone has guys. The the prosecution has guys. The defense has guys in their office. Mm. And they're supposed to take a, a, a dive into everyone's social media. Sure. So they need to find out where you're at right. because you can say, I don't know anything right. about this right. or I'm not interested or I'm not active or I'm not anything. But we shall find, right. find out. We'll, know. we'll verify that. So they're supposed to do that. Now, this guy said, you know, he'd heard of the case, but he wasn't really, didn't have thoughts about it one way or the other and right. want to get on the jury. But there's a picture of him, I think with, I think it's a shirt that has Martin Luther King on it. And it's like, get your knees off our neck. And it was at a, it was at a, it was a Black Lives Matter thing. And, and he's done stuff for Black Lives Matter. So obviously this would, disclude him from the jury um, or disqualify him from the jury. So it's an issue. Now, the question then is why didn't they find this stuff? Because they're supposed to do their due diligence right. on every everybody. But I don't think it was on his feed. It was like, and I'll screw up my terminology, but it was on his uncle's right. stuff. Sure. Now, they should probably spread out their net a little bit more than like just the person, probably. But Maybe who knows? Who knows yeah. how they how they do it? But so now this is, um, according to Mark, this is grounds for a mistrial or whatever, or at least you're going to ask for one if you're. If this is what you want, if your guy just got convicted, but that's all going to be futile, don't you think? P- probably, yeah. I well, I. According to Mark and and many, we're not. I, I think it's it's a a decision has been made, which is we are not going to our cities are not going to burn. This this guy, he's going to jail. We're not. We're not. I mean, you know, manslaughter. Sure, yeah, murder two and murder three doesn't really even fit those, but. <laughs> we're not we're not going to burn well, the city and, down. And with what everybody knows in general, with the long video and the get off him and all this stuff, this is not the stand that uh, that people want to take. You know, this is not. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's already it, enough. There's two. There's two arguments here. One is 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 the is Chauvin despicable? Was what he did reprehensible? Everyone's seen the video. It's hard very difficult to watch and so on and so forth. And then there's the technical side. Did what he did do to this right. guy, did that that kill him? And that's that's the law. Right. And uh, they, they made good arguments kind of both directions for did this. And then there's a lot of extenuating stuff. A lot of fentanyl he had in him and a lot of his arteries were, some of his arteries, 70, 80, 90% blocked in his heart and stuff. Like he was in bad physical health and then you go 
well, then did this cause it or did it aggravate? I mean, it, it, it's it's I think I think what everyone has basically it, politics and burning the city and all that out. It's he had a bunch of pre-existing conditions and this put him over this exacerbated that that condition and but i don't think we're gonna the jurors aren't gonna get in the we're not gonna do this but they they should have done they should have never done it in town and they should have they should have been sequestered. Mark was always like, they should have moved the venue and they should have sequestered. Like right. just from Jump Street, right. how could you possibly? Mm-hmm. How can you do a verdict yeah. in a courthouse that's surrounded by people that are going to light the courthouse right. on right. fire? I, I, there's no form of justice that can work where there's an angry mob standing right. outside of the place you're going to deliberate. But it's interesting because in retrospect, didn't we talk about how the the defense team felt pretty good? About where they were at, like that's one of the reasons why Chauvin didn't take the stand because, like, no, this is ours to lose. Just shut up. Let's just keep our head down, keep going. We're in a good spot right now, and that didn't seem to, you know, it, the, it, the jury took what a, a couple hours. It was a quick verdict. Yeah, they, according to Mark and and other experts uh, who weren't just sort of pundits, you know, talking we're heads, there, yeah. were actually sort of in there and breaking the game film down. Um, it it seemed like I don't know it would go back and forth. I would talk to Mark twice a week. It was like oh, good point for this and bad point for that. But it seemed like kind of a sixty forty for the defense. It seemed mm. like they'd made their case and it was it certainly maybe not for manslaughter, but certainly for murder two and mm-hmm. murder three. And um, you know people. I I don't you know I don't even know the I don't even know the morality of it because like on one hand you go we can't live in a system where the people's judgment is is impaired by the mob that's the whatever right. on the other hand you know, nothing burned down so yeah. if you can get a kind of and and it's like Chauvin's no one's favorite anyway right uh, so. You know, I'm sort of philosophical about it, but there's also I, room for the argument that they got it right. It wasn't just a fear thing. I I can't the the murder three thing. The definition of that yeah, it the, just doesn't uh, fit. It's yeah. it's like throwing. You remember your car got hit with a cinder block? I do. It's it's, oh, it's shit, or <laughs> it's it's shooting into a crowd. Right. Like I'm Randomly, not. You're not yeah. trying to hurt one person, but you have to know what you're doing. Right. It, I I listened to a lot. It, that one seemed like a tough putt. Yeah. They thought that one. They thought that the DA shouldn't even gone for those at the beginning. Those were oh. kind of. I think Garagus would was saying that you're not going to get that one. I- I'm curious, and I don't know if you can answer for him because I'm not sure what he was referring to. I, I need more of an example. But we've talked before about, like, careful what you wish for because next time it could be your guy. Or that's all what, That's all Garrigus does. Can you give me an example of what that careful what you wish for in this case would be? Well, I think globally it would be your high-profile despicability mm. making its way into the juror's. You know, the jury going, um, 
maybe maybe all the evidence doesn't say it, but I don't like that right. guy, and I got a fucking wife who's never going to sleep with me again if I do this, and I don't want the city to burn. I mean, just a sort of general. I, see. I thought he meant outside. like police policy. I couldn't figure out. Oh, what there is the... some of that. There is there is some of that. But I get. What you're I'll, I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. Um, again, this is all just me summoning Mark. Um, uh, like I'll give you an example. There's there's an OJ juror who was like. We thought he was guilty, but it was payback for Rodney King. Right. Like she's on record right. just saying we just got to even the score, sure. which in Mark's world is a dangerous place to to be. You don't you want everything on the merits of the case, case and not someone going. Yeah, we'll see what they did to Rodney right. King. Oh, now I we're watch gonna, Law and Order. Yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna yeah. payback's a bitch. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want calls. you don't want that in the yeah makeup calls. Um, one thing, and there's probably a bunch, but the only one I can remember is. All the testimony at the beginning from the from the prosecution bringing up a parade of people who just talked about how bad they felt, how they like felt, how yeah. they couldn't sleep at right. night and all kinds of stuff. He's like, that's not evidence. You, but it worked. You, oh, it worked. His thing is that the judge shouldn't have allowed a, a cavalcade of people of, to come in and witnesses. say just how bad they right, felt. Like right. it's not it's, it's here or there. Yes, right. That talk was about, one he didn't but like. But talk about a sign of the times. Oh how, yeah, bringing someone as a witness just to describe how they felt, and it were and it being that powerful. Oh, it was like I don't know, seventeen year old girl going, yes. I couldn't sleep. Yes. You know, it's like okay, and but that's it, not exactly. That's not exactly powder burns or yeah. residue Her or fingerprints yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, he didn't. He thought that's that was over. You. In his world, I think you can bring up one or two of those people, mm-hmm. but you can't just do That's a parade of those people. Right. It's, it's, it's hearsay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Facebook's Independent Oversight Board, which I did a little digging, and it is quite the uh, cast of characters on the Oversight Board, like like world leaders, and like you know, the, I, I might be making this up, but when I was like the previous, you know, Prime Minister of Denmark, and like all really? these sort, of, yeah, um, they've upheld the social network's ban on. Donald Trump saying it was justified in removing his account following the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol because his post, quote, severely violated Facebook's rules and encouraged and legitimized violence. So the story was, we're going to find out today if he's allowed back on Facebook. And here's the verdict. He had some thoughts. Um, Trump responded in a statement saying what Facebook, Twitter and Google have done is a total disgrace and an embarrassment to our country. Free speech has been taken away from the president of the United States because the radical left lunatics, all caps, are afraid of the truth. But the truth will come out anyway, bigger and stronger than ever before. I have thoughts. Mm. One is it's weird that they go with an international all star team because I heard maybe two-thirds of them are from Parts some other known. land. Yeah. Because speech codes are different in a, in other places. They you mean don't, just like nomenclatures and just the way we no, talk? No, I or? mean like like in Europe, like they don't have talk radio. Oh, okay. They don't talk radio or like conservative talk radio. Right. That's like a United States thing. Right. I don't think they would allow it in certain in a lot of places. Interesting. So we have a, a different and, and also free speech is a big deal for us versus other lands. It's just not as big a part True. of their world. But you it's know? coming down to the fundamental. I guess the fundamental thing here is it's not a free speech issue. This is a violating the platform's rules issue. Yeah. Right. 
Well, no, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But but the platform's rules are sort of in a free speech pool, like the rules. the, The problem is we can't really parse it out, like what the what the rules are because there's I mean, there, versions but there are many many instances no, of people breaking the rules no, yeah. and not being what there's things that people said that are heinous and they're not pulled down and then there are people who've been pulled down right. for lesser things so like i i, I mean i kind of like the diversity of it but i feel like this is a this is a free speech United States thing. I like a few more yanks well, wait, on no, that it's board. Not though, it, but it is is viol- You can debate. One can debate whether or not he violated the rules or if he was in violation. That's the debate. Whether or not it's free speech is neither here nor there. It's a private company. Oh yeah, but according to their, but the the problem is is they are not regulated, and they're going to get regulated if they just do. They were a private company. We can do what we want. I don't know what you mean. So the, explain what you mean. the the Congress. Oh, if, some are saying that because they're so powerful, well, so big that they're like a monopoly, and then their monopoly that says we welcome all a diversity of all mm-hmm. speeches, speeches left and right, in the middle, and everything else. Then Congress will let them do it. But if they start shaping it up into here's kind of where we lean. Then I think, and I'm I'm not an expert in this this law, but they're going to start saying, then you're on your own. People can mm. sue you and and things like that. We're not going to protect you yeah. anymore. The Trump thing, uh, two things. I think they're going to turn him into a martyr. They which already is are not a good not a good mm. angle. It's if you want happening. if you want less Trump. You should probably let him just- let him speak <laughs> because the the cancel. Thing, all that does is fire up that base. Absolutely, but the I guess Oliver Wendell Holmes, or who gets the who gets quoted as, uh, you know, the the, the right, guy from Green Acres. Yes, the <laughs> the right for a man to swing his arm ends at the other man's nose or whatever. Yeah, so that, that's the that's the kind of thing that makes me think of like you could say whatever, but it's like you know shouting fire in a crowded theater. Like you can say all this stuff, but if if you believe. If you believe you have whipped people up enough to to insurrect the Capitol, then that is that's what they're talking about. If if you're of that belief, yeah, you can say some yeah. crazy shit on Facebook. Believe me, there, there's no one's right. Well, I think I think what it's coming. I think what it's coming down to. And I I listened to actually the actual quotes today, and they're they're basically saying Trump was saying both things. He was saying. This election's a sham, and I was robbed. And then he was saying, "But be peaceful." Mm. At the same time, his stuff has a, there's a bunch of "be peaceful" mm. and quietly and go home and stuff. And then he was saying, "I was robbed." So it's but co- then he said, "Let's all go. I'll walk with you." And everyone's like, "Where'd he go?" Remember? Uh, well, the tweets or or whatever the posts were that they were looking for. That's oh. what I was. That's what I was. Listening. They're they're fairly. It it all depends because if you do a. If you do, if you do it down to its letter, it's not really egregious. If you're reading it on paper, yeah. If you're just hearing right. it, it's not really egregious. But if you go, but if he's saying he's robbed, aren't isn't he asking for this? Yeah, even justice. though he's saying the proof's kind of the pudding. Go home, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I think they're going to make him a martyr. Uh, I think the other. I think. I think what the problem is is. 
they all hate Trump. So this they is, all? I think big tech, I think yeah. those guys, well, they, they hate Trump. Answer this question. Do you think, do you think it behooves them? I think it does them being Facebook or Twitter or whatever to have Trump on their platform. I think it does. Like there's, he, I mean, it obviously brings more attention. It's in the news more. You know, I think, Trump tweeted today. Blah, blah, right. I, I think it's a, I think it's a lot like when you hear about a lot of big companies and business and things that are going on now. Like, does it, it's like MLB leaving Atlanta and, and going to Colorado. Does it, does it cost them money? Does it hurt them? Like it probably does, but I think in big picture, that's mm-hmm. the ethos. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I think, I agree. Like, I would look, if I was Twitter, I'd look at Trump as an earner. Of course. You know, and that guy's. It was in Gina's song, all those crazy Trump tweets. Yeah. It was ubiquitous for four, for four plus years. Yeah. I think these, I think a lot of people, I think we're at a stage now where a lot of people are just going, I'm, I'm a conscientious objector. Like, I, right. I don't promote, well, I like saying, you know, it's like, it, you know, it's not exactly the same, but it's like, well, wouldn't you get more business if you had some uh, child pornography on your site? And you go, well, yeah, it, you we it, would, no, but I just, I, I have kids. Right. I think there's an element of that. But I'm also wondering if this is one of those. <laughs> not me perf- personally. I appreciate you equating Trump yeah. and child porn. <laughs> yeah. If this is one of the perfect examples of like uh, canceling um, Megan, Megan Kelly's show because eh, we're kind of done with our ratings are down. Hello, we're done with them. His ratings are down. He's not the president anymore. We don't need we, you know, whatever the news, the tech, whatever doesn't need him anymore because he's not in the spotlight. So now is a convenient time to ban him. Yeah, to enforce the rules. Right. I can't. I can no longer kind of parse out the mechanical money making side of businesses versus. Well, think about this. We've been talking about this for a long time back to my favorite Subaru commercials. Like, it's made with love. Yay. Okay, I don't see any MSRP. I don't know how much down you want. I don't know what the torque and the horsepower. I, a lot of companies have realized that our personal ethos is worth something. Like, we have a, oh, yeah. we, this is how we feel. Yeah, you know, maybe. If you have an emotional attachment to a brand, it's much more important than, oh, that's on sale or that, whatever the price is. Right, so maybe... According to Brian's model, mechanically putting him on Twitter is not good, but for the ethos, for yeah. the maybe this it's good to shun. Right. This is what we represent. Right. And now we're living in a world where everyone just, we don't care about price or warranties. We want to know what everyone represents Yeah. now. Yeah, and maybe right. it's maybe it's that. Um, sorry, I just, I just got a notification and I have to read it. Um, this is from People Magazine. Just came on my phone. Uh, a Homeland Security agent detailed disturbing allegations in the federal investigation against Josh Duggar from 19 Kids and Counting. Um, <laughs> Homeland Security, because, you know, we said, oh, did cancel his Twitter. No. Uh, Homeland <laughs> Security Investigations, uh, Special Agent Gerald Faulkner testifying for the prosecution alleged Duggar downloaded computer files depicting child sex abuse on May 14th, 15th, and 16th of 2019. And I'm going to skip down here. One file, according to Faulkner, depicted child sex abuse involving children ranging from 18 months to 12 years of age. Faulkner described the images as, quote, the top five of the worst of the worst I have ever had to examine. And then he says, according to Faulkner, when Homeland Security officials raided Duggar's car dealership and asked to speak with him without informing them why they were there. 
Duggar spontaneously responded, what is this about? Has someone been downloading child pornography? Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what I wasn't doing. You want Jerry Lundergaard on him. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, to be fair to him, anytime a cop pulls me over and says, you know why I pulled you over? I do answer that way. Child pornography. Somebody down Certainly well, not the child porn. What am I going to say? Blast it through that four-way stop right, sign and indict myself? Yeah. He's pulling me over for something I did on the road, That's Gina. right. You're right. You're right. Um, Faulkner also said Duggar had a, co- a program on his computer called Covenant Eyes. Oh, come on. Which the agent described as accountability software that monitors and reports objectionable internet use. According to Faulkner, the program was registered to Duggar uh, and would send reports to his wife, Anna. So oh, I don't know if Josh even knew that was on there. Yeah. Wow. I don't so like this at all. She kind of knew that was his. I guess. Roof. Maybe That's she yeah, alerted. Strong Covenant eyes. Yeah. And she gets a report every time he downloads something insane. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is it's crazy. A, it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's a disease, right? I mean,. Think about how powerful the urge must be for those people to know to know how wrong it is to right. know to know all the implications and still go through with it. Well, and it's like talk about not learning your lesson. We talked about how he had already had issues molesting his sisters, and I don't know if that's even. I'll say allegedly because I don't remember, but that's not a I learned my lesson situation because now we're doing this. Well, you know, look, uh, that's the name of those guys who tear apart the phone books, right? That's right. The rebar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Covenant guys. <laughs> Nobody really likes these conversations, but, uh, you know, we say, you know, that person's gay. The person doesn't have a choice, you know, and when we used to ostracize that person and harm them and do whatever, and then at some point we just went, that's what that person likes, you know, and uh, there's variations (laughs) of that within heterosexuality. Yeah. Uh, I sort of believe you just got what you got. Oh, like, absolutely. Who would that. choose that? And, yeah, right. Well, I guess and, I enough love lines to know that people get scrambled at a young age. Yeah, well, this is this is really the problem with molestation, as I always say. It was a gift that keeps giving. You know, you do that to the person, then that person ends it. up. Yep. Ends up. Yeah, I don't even know if it's normalized. Uh, it just they just molest. Right. Yeah, anytime somebody was molest somebody else, they were right. molested. They right. were the victim at, at some right. point. It's it's a horrible sort of uh chain and you know unfortunately you got to put these people somewhere where they can't get to people yeah that's about all that's about all we got yeah i wonder i mean is this a well is jared still in prison how long do you go for when it's this kind of situation i don't know but i'm telling you when he's out I want him working for Quiznos. I'm going to blow up the internet. Oh, yeah, I'm out, bitch. I'll put the weight back on. And here's how goddamn good Quiznos is. Get yourself is. a firehouse sub. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Oh, my God. The internet would explode. You're right. And the business would go through the roof. Oh, and Absolutely. put the weight back on. Yeah, yeah. Just, you go back to the old pants. Yeah. That's right. Step back in those old pants. Mm-hmm. Jared was sentenced to serve 15 years, eight months in federal prison with a minimum of 13 years before becoming eligible for early release. And that was in 2015. Oh, boy. Mm. Okay. Um, I just have to do this one more to Mm -hmm. to pay it off real quick because I mentioned at the beginning of the show. When's the ballot? Poor. Yes. Poor. Children of New York, oh, the bygone days of the snow day, which you two never experienced. No. They are over. 
thanks COVID lockdown. So New York City public school students won't be rooting for those snowstorms anymore because now, guess what? It can We, we have a oh, tried-and-true test yeah. that it can be done from home. Mm. So there's no more snow days. So all they would do, the city's Department of Education announced that they would just switch to remote learning in case of a blizzard. No big deal. Since the system shows that they can do that easily now, everything's in place. The officials issued a statement saying the pandemic created the ability to switch seamlessly to remote learning. and uh, Unintended consequences. Yeah. Yes. Schools have distributed hundreds of thousands of devices to ensure that learning can continue during closures. Did we did do a story last year about virtual snow days? Yes. Because the kids were getting screwed for not having snow days that they had a virtual That's- snow day. Oh. You guys, God, you'll never know when that crawl on the screen. Well, you had, what did you have? Smog days? We had smog alerts. <laughs> Which meant we had to go to school, but no PE. Oh, yeah. It was like extra punishment. All you do is just in your, still in your pajamas, put your snow pants on and your coat on over your pajamas and grab your sled and go up to the hill across the street. Mm, Just like that uh, turn of the century footage we were watching. Hold someone on a penny farm. That's absolutely, you know, I just have to tell you, this is one of my favorite stories. My, My mom was very cool this way. Although, you know, in the summer, daylight savings, it's still light out and we had to go to sleep and you could hear the whistle from the lifeguard at the pool across the street and we were in bed like assholes. But for snow days and when it was really quiet and really snowy in the winter, one night it was like midnight, one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Lock you out. <laughs> <laughs> like very, very late. And and this the sound is so dead because of the snow. The neighbors across the street were out playing and we hopped up we're like, Mom, Mom, the targets are out there. And she said, Ah, what the hell? And it was the, I mean, maybe literally one in the morning, put all of our snow stuff on and played in the middle of the night in the snow. And you guys will never know that glory. No, we won't. I, uh, I, I, I like, I, I don't know if a kid, I, I think a kid should grow up around some snow. It's, or at least it's be brought awesome. to some snow, but uh, the kind of the seasons. Yeah, yeah. It's great. All right, let's bring it home, Snow Girl. You got it. Snow I'm Angel. Gina Grad, and that's the news. I want a big, strong mm-hmm. guy. I feel safe. You Muscular. know, protect me. Gina, Gina That was the news with Gina Grad. Your minds are all blown by the hot water bottle, right? I, I didn't think he'd be able to produce an image of that. <laughs> it's crazy. nuts. It's killed people. Yeah. yeah. Multiple people, apparently. And, I mean, do you, are some just being killed from hyperventilation? <laughs> They're a long story yeah. inside out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I do not. I do not know. But that's if if you pick up a standard hot water bottle, it has got Those a are thick. thick. Shit. You it's can't thick even as pull shit. it. You yeah. can't stretch it. If that thing, when that thing does pop, it's it's coming back toward you. <laughs> and God knows the guy blew it up with his nose. <laughs> I mean that. That's that's an achievement. All right, let me hit uh, JB Weld here. <laughs> If your hot water bottle springs a leak, mm-hmm. you got to go with JB Weld, trusted for over 50 years. DIYers trust these, and uh, guys in the trades trust JB Weld too. It's the world's strongest bond. Proud to have JB Weld Epoxy Adhesive as a sponsor. I personally know the owner, and I hung out with these guys uh, when I was at uh, SEMA, and I said, uh, come on down, man. DIY projects, auto, crafts, uh, plumbing, marine, and more. Use JB Weld on metal, wood, plastic, glass, uh, I should say glass and ceramics as well. I used it to uh, fix Sonny's shoe the other day. Stromer fixed his uh, wet saw tray with it as well. JB Weld has just acquired Herculiner, by the way, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner 
has you covered. Right, Dawson? J.B. Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, J.B. Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. All right. We got uh, Gary Loris and uh, Jump for Joy is the name of the album. Go out and get that. It's uh, You can pre-order it now wherever you listen to music. And until next time, Adam Carolla for Gina Grant, Mo Brian, and Gary Loris saying mahalo. Yeah, I got seasonal allergies. What of it? You can follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow Ace on Twitter at Adam Carolla. Catch Gina Grad and Teresa Strasser on the podcast Easy Listening. Paul Brian on the Film Vault. A bunch of us over here on the water cooler. Leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. And get your books, your movies, your tickets to see the Ace Man all at adamcarolla.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know hard work out there owning renting you want to save some money how about your bundle bundle your policies at geico geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you got so much to do already go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could save at geico that is geico.com today that's geico.com The 2020 presidential campaign in the United States was a pretty wild spectacle to watch, no matter what your political perspective may be. But there was one particular bit of rhetoric that jumped out at me. It was a criticism of Donald Trump leveled by Bernie Sanders that made use of a well-known historical tidbit. Here's what Sanders had to say. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Trump golfs. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Trump golfs. The senator was riffing on one of the best-known stories from the history of ancient Rome. That is, that during a great fire that consumed the Roman capital in the year 64 AD, the self-absorbed Emperor Nero not only did nothing to help, but laughed and played the fiddle while his city burned. It's the kind of story that many people know, even if they know absolutely nothing else about Roman history. For a whole lot of people, the history of Rome is basically just Julius Caesar, beware the Ides of March, and Nero fiddled as Rome burned. So, in a way, it's not surprising that this story has proved so enduring. It's just too perfectly symbolic. If you need a historical example of the ruling elite being hopelessly and heartlessly out of touch, I mean, this is it. Nothing quite says, I could care less, like playing a jaunty little tune on the fiddle. But we really should ask, is any of this true? Did the Emperor of Rome really sit back and put on an impromptu hoedown as his city crumbled beneath his feet? 
Well, here's the thing. If he did, there was no way he played the fiddle. In 64 AD, the violin hadn't even been invented yet. The instrument as we know it today wouldn't come into being for another 1,400 years at least. To give you some historical context, Nero playing the fiddle is basically the same as Charlemagne shredding the electric guitar. In 64 AD, the violin was an impossibly futuristic instrument. But... We do know that Nero was an amateur musician and was particularly fond of an instrument known as the lyre, which was a small Greek harp. He was known to put on long recitals for his advisors where attendance was mandatory. So the original story was that Nero actually played the lyre and sang as the great fire ravaged Rome. But... There's good reason to doubt that story, too. The most trustworthy Roman sources inform us that the Emperor Nero wasn't even in Rome when the Great Fire broke out. In fact, we're told that the Emperor rushed back to the city as soon as he was informed so he could personally oversee the relief effort. So, Nero didn't fiddle as Rome burned, and he didn't play the lyre. He didn't sing. He didn't sit back all smug and laugh as his people suffered. He learned about the fire through messengers and did his best to respond. Now, that doesn't mean that Nero was somehow a good emperor or or even a good guy. In fact, he was probably one of the worst. But the fiddle, well, that just wasn't a thing. Nero fiddling as Rome burned is a perfect example of what I call a historical myth, a little legend that got wrapped up in the transmission of our history and often gets repeated as a historical fact. My name's Sebastian Major, and on the podcast Our Fake History, we explore these historical myths and try to determine what's fact, what's fiction, and what is such a good story that it simply must be told. The podcast is one part storytelling and one part historical detective work. I do my best to bring these weird stories from our past to life, while also asking probing questions about whether or not we should believe them, and how these misunderstandings took root in the first place. On Our Fake History, the goal is to celebrate everything that's weird and wonderful about the past, while also thinking critically and trying to grab on to the slippery concept known as the truth. If Our Fake History sounds like it's for you, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Saving starts with internet and wireless from Xfinity. Because when you get Xfinity Internet and add mobile, you can save up to $400 a year on wireless. Enjoy fast, reliable internet at home and nationwide 5G on the go, included at no extra cost. Get Xfinity Internet and mobile together and ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back. Don't miss out. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Savings based on optimized pricing. Actual savings may vary.